Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of the favorite action movies from the era of... Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Kevin. Oh, John. Ho! Oh. I am so drunk. She's so drunk. There's a girl of the garden. <laughs> totally. Bloody Mary. You're, yeah, you're in the garden right now. Oh, um, my God. Man, we're feeling good. Dude, bourbon we, is good. We've been sampling some bourbons that we picked up on our bourbon trail excursion back in October, and we are not... We're not sad about it, and neither should you be. And we're hoping that during all of this that you've gone out and gotten some things that you like to drink and that you're drinking along with us. This Jingle All the Way is a movie that no one should experience sober. Don't you think? Well, uh, well yeah, in retrospect, I it's, a, some it's a child. alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> yeah, boo. No. Yeah. No such thing, my friend. Um, but yes, we're here to talk more about it. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome to all our loyal all our listeners. Friends. All of our friends of the last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome to Andrew. <laughs> Shout out his podcast. What was it called? Used to be cool. Yeah. Um, check that shit out. It's excellent. I have and will again. Definitely. I'll be on there at some point, hopefully. Yeah, yo. Shout out to Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, Judy Dench, all our no- Kate Jake Blanch- Lloyd, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, all the She's people like um, we're like you're probably in you're either in the West End or you're in Soho in London listening to us now. I think West, upstairs, West Studi is a regular listener to the podcast. He, he's probably um, flown over there to listen with them. <laughs> oh, they hang out in the in the loft in the yeah, Soho I, I think loft. I think they're they're all oh. in London right now above like a. Like a cricket batting facility <laughs> that is is sort of like uh, is like Austin Powers is flat. <laughs> no, it's sort of like it's sort of like um like a batting cage, but it's cricket. <laughs> okay. But they're all upstairs above okay. it, and then they they come down and they have a drink and they talk about their careers what are and they acting drinking? tips. Scotch, everything, the finest gin, scotch, mm. uh, white wine, fizzy if you're nasty. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you able to catch us up on what's been going on in Jingle all the way? So the nineteen ninety six Schwarzenegger fucking master classic. Yeah, so it's a seminal work. So his his character Howard Langston is a deadbeat <laughs> father. True facts. A big business owner who has fallen He's asleep the at the wheel. King of, of the Twin Cities. Of the Twin Cities has fallen asleep on the job of getting his child. Uh, the action. Figure of the moment. He hasn't been satisfying his child nor his wife. No one's needs have been met. So he goes out trying to find the figure on Christmas Eve. 
and it is Black Friday all day out and about. No luck. He meets up with an antagonist character played by Sinbad, who is a mailman. <laughs> Kevin's snorting at his glass. A mailman. They're both after the same toy, and he gets double-crossed at the mall, and and then told by... <laughs> right? He got two! Right? He got two! He maced me! Something like that. Right. Sure. On. They've been duking it out for this Turboman doll. So, yeah, then... Hold on, hold on. Let me pause for you a second. You ran afoul of a dirty Santa. Wait, are we we already past the diner? Have I blacked out? <laughs> <laughs> they're in the diner now. Yeah, they're leaving the diner to go and and to the radio station. Holy How's shit! How's the man? bourbon, John? It's good. Holy shit! Time out. Let's run that back. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Hey, John. Hello, my friend. How are you feeling? Feeling much better than the last time we were together <laughs> doing this. That's for damn sure. I don't want to put you on blast. No, no, no. But we, do you want to tell We them? should. Yeah, we'll tell, we'll tell our listeners a cautionary tale about drinking too much bourbon on a relatively empty <laughs> stomach because we are in the process of recording uh, an episode that you probably never hear unless we put out a blooper reel, uh, <laughs> uh, dear listeners. And um, your boy got drunk. Got very, got very drunk. drunk. Got real hiccupy. Yeah, man. It's the worst. I could tell something was amiss when we were recapping the previous episode, and you're like, wait, we already talked about this stuff? <laughs> I was like, what? You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't remember that at yeah. all. <laughs> oh, my God. Bad but news. we're back now yeah. uh, to take you a little further <laughs> on this amazing journey. Yeah. Uh, Jingle All the Way, episode four. Holiday classic. Uh, of sorts. <laughs> Not really. It's definitely Arnold's best Christmas movie. Does he have another? No. Yeah, okay. No. Great. Then awesome. Yeah, then definitely, <laughs> um, for sure. I'm getting some positive reviews about the early Jingle All The Way episodes. Nice. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think a lot of people have either a fondness for this movie, or they can at least appreciate the outlandish, like, unhinged the nature of the movie. Yeah, that very little makes sense. Right. And we were just talking a moment ago, you know, we like to recap the previous episode, and literally nothing happened in the episode before this. <laughs> very little. Yeah. So he follows Jim Belushi back to this warehouse because Jim Belushi's told him he's got a, he's got a toy got for him. Got a turbo him. man for sale. Got a turbo man for sale. And um, when he gets to this secret location is like a warehouse full of Santas and Mrs. Clauses and elves. And it's sort of like the warehouse in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the yeah. original one where there's just, everyone's up to no good. And but except like, gen generically, it was supposed to seem like shady things were happening, yeah. but it was hard to tell what the, what the criminal activity was. They were just stuffing stockings. Yeah. It's sort it sort of looked like they 
they just like robbers had just stolen stuff like wholesale and we're gonna like turn it for Resell profit or something. It or yeah, something? that's yeah. sort of the vibe I got. Um and so needless to say, the the Turbo Man doll that they have for him is a Spanish speaking one and it immediately falls apart. And so he like had forked over three hundred dollars for it, and they're like, "You're not getting your money back." And then so then he starts, he gets into a brawl with like all of the Santas, including the Big Show, yes. a professional wrestling's own The Big Show, um, Mini Me, Vern Troyer was there as well, <laughs> yeah. was there as well. It's like a tiny Santa that got launched at someone at somehow some he point. wasn't an elf, he was a Santa. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real um, strange choice. So yeah, he he's getting down with all the the Santas, and people are getting thrown around, and there's like a martial arts. <laughs> Santa and then suddenly the police come in and it's like a big sting operation and he like right as he's about to get arrested or something like grabs a toy police badge and like fools them into thinking he's a detective right and so he makes it out of there and then we see him driving back to Minneapolis and his van runs out of gas of course his, or not van but his truck and so he in a feat of strength, pushes it across the bridge. <laughs> yes, he went to, he went, to uh, the <laughs> John Matrix. Yeah, to the closest diner. We didn't discuss. Is this? Do we think? Is this an entry in the in the uh, the Julius Benedict clone universe? Oh, te- definitely. He I is. So. He's one of the clones. He's like a he's like a sleeper agent or something. Yeah. He like hasn't been activated. I think so. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> and um, at, while he's in the diner, lo and behold, Sinbad's in there too. And while they're in there talking to one another they hear on the radio that uh the station's going to be giving away a turbo man doll to the first person they can call in and name all eight of santa's reindeer Facts. so there's a tussle uh pay phone blast from the past gets ripped out of the wall uh-huh. and then the the guy that's working the diner informs them that the radio station just right around the street you guys can just like run there yeah and <laughs> and then that's it it's on that's all that happened. the race is on <laughs> yeah that's totally it okay so uh, we, yeah, we're on the street. We've got uh, Howard, that's a Schwarzenegger, saying, I've got the answer, I've got the answer. But Myron hip checks him into these like newspaper vending machines, those heavy metal shits, you know, and like just that looked painful. Yeah, they're like fuck your hip up. Absolutely. For real. Now, Howard gets back up though and he surpasses Myron. He's like, I could run like this for miles, <laughs> which <laughs> I, that, to argue for the Julius Benedict, yeah. I was like, of course remember, you could. remember when Julius Benedict ran those back-to-back marathons? Yeah. <laughs> like he ran like fucking across Los Angeles, yeah. back-to-back yeah. in street clothes, so flip-flops. He's also like just shouting the the reindeer names to himself, like yeah. so he won't forget them. Okay, so Myron starts just tossing mail out of his bag, I guess, to lighten the load. He's tossing packages at Howard as he runs, which that made me wonder. So. Has is Myron supposed to be on the job today? I think so. Yeah. He's in uniform. And he's got that bag the whole, but we haven't seen him doing one bit of work. He's been looking for a he's, turbo. He's man. looking for the turbo yeah. man. Okay, fair enough. So Howard is the first to get to the radio station. He takes the elevator up to the studio, begins banging on the glass door and screaming that he's got the answer. Then Howard tries to yank the door open. I love like, that. I love that when he gets on, like you could hear somebody like called in, started naming members of the Jackson family. Yeah, Tito, uh, <laughs> Jermaine. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's banging on the door, trying to yank it open. The DJ calls nine one one. Yeah, that's Martin Mole, who is Leon from um, Roseanne. He was Roseanne's boss at the okay. diner, and he was also Gene Parmesan. <laughs> 
on Arrested <laughs> Development. What a great name. It's fucking awesome. And that's why you don't ever try to teach your kids a lesson. So <laughs> good. And apparently started off as like a folk singer. Oh, that's very cool. And is, I love and that. is like in the 70s or something like that. And then sort of transitioned into comedy guy. But um, yeah. So Howard then kicks the door open and the glass of the door just shatters everywhere. Feet of strength, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Howard grabs the DJ, he rattles off the names of the reindeer while he's sort of dancing around and celebrating that he got it. Myron arrives, but he's too late. Howard tells him, you know, I already gave the right answer. <laughs> and Myron's like, well, I don't need the right answer because I got this. And yanks a package out of his mailbag, which he says is a bomb. He's deranged. Yeah, shit just got real. He says, you know, they're like saying, what, you build a bomb? And he's like, no, I didn't build it, but there's just bombs in the mail all the time. <laughs> which this was, I think, the era of the Unabomber as well. Yeah. So maybe that was like a timely. a timely reference. Howard tells him, you know, it's not worth doing all this over a toy. And Myron's like, well, it's worth it to me. So Howard tries to make nice with Myron, but Myron's not having any of that. Myron says, you know, I tried to be your teammate, but you weren't interested. You're no different than all those other letter writers. <laughs> <laughs> which I like a letter writer who laughs at my knee socks and safari hats in the summer, <laughs> which was fucking, that was funny to yeah, me. Yeah. That made me laugh. I think the DJ was laughing as well. Uh -huh. And then he's like, he's like, are you laughing at me? He's like, I bet you're one of those guys who leaves the trash cans in front of the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> like he is on his mailman grievance. Yeah. Shit. It's the airing of grievances. It's right. This is a festival. Yeah, so festivus. we got the feats of strength. There's going to be a wrestling match at some point for sure. <laughs> Uh, Myron continues raging. He's like loses his grip on the bomb, right. which goes flying across the studio. Everyone hits the deck, and uh, the bomb lands right next to Howard. And then we hear the the music box chimes of Jingle Bells. It's like tinkly playing. music box version. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. So Howard rips the package open, discovers Shazam. It's a music box. Howard stares a hole at Myron. And Byron is like, I'm sorry. This is so funny. I've been under a lot of pressure since the Zip Plus 4 thing, <laughs> which is fucking another killer delivery. Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand for the life of me what the four numbers are for. Um, this, well, it's a subs. It's a. Yeah, it's like sometimes when you. Sorting. Yeah, sometimes when. I'm sure you've seen it when you order something and it's yeah. like it'll correct your zip code by adding in that, yeah. that four digit subcode, which I'm like, I, yeah, I have it must no be idea. sorting some, something in the post office must help it get yeah. onto the right truck <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But, um, but yeah, to your point, if the computer knows what my four are just based on my street address and my five digit zip code, then it shouldn't be necessary. Yeah. But anyway, Howard jumps up to his feet. <laughs> this is so good. Now I'm mad at the, at the zip plus four. Yeah. So I feel you, Myron. <laughs> But Howard jumps to his feet. He grabs Myron and he winds up to punch him out. <laughs> and he's like, don't hit me. I got sickle cell. <laughs> so good. I feel like all the racial like type lines had to have all been the improvs oh, yeah. from Sinbad. Big time. Ain't no way a writer, a white writer wrote <laughs> mm -hmm. those lines like the Rodney King shit and no. all that. So the, the DJ steps in between them, tells him, look, I don't have a turbo man here in the studio. I don't have it with me. I don't me. have it with me. He just says, I've got a gift certificate that can be exchanged for a Turbo Man once they're back in stock. What good is that to anyone, like, on Christmas Eve, it's you not, shit? Yeah, no, but I that sounds about right to me. Yeah, I remember in the in the days of, like, Power Rangers and stuff, like, they you'd call in and get a Power Ranger, like a Red Ranger or whatever it was. As in like they Star actually, as in you were like, going to walk out with yeah, the Ranger? Like, you if you got it right, then, like, you, like, came by to the, the station and could pick okay. it up. 
Yeah. So, uh, the Howard grabs the gift certificate away. They're both sort of like staring at like, what the fuck is this? And then Myron and Howard go after the DJ. Like they're <laughs> going to rough him up when we hear police sirens oh, shit. outside. The, this movie has got twists and turns oh, yeah. like a fucking episode of Game of Thrones. Or something <laughs> like, oh Intrigue my God. for it's, days. Uh, it's some M. Night Shyamalan type shit going on. <laughs> but Howard and Myron, they turn to get out of there. But Myron then shoves Howard into this rack of tapes, which is just awesome. That gives me agita. Those things yeah. were organized, oh. man. Someone's going to have to clean that up, you oh, bastard. Oh, man. So Myron is the first to the elevators. All the doors open simultaneously. Yeah. And cops just come pouring out. Uh, Howard sees Myron surrounded, and he darts out of the lobby for the stairwell. Mm-hmm. Those guns were out in a fucking heartbeat well, when like, they saw a black man. Yeah, they're oh, shit. We had a call of domestic terrorism, and there's a black mailman. You didn't tell us he was a Shoot minority. Him. Oh, they, we would have come they would have gunned him shooting. down. They would have, yeah, they would have gunned him down immediately. But Howard, he flings the door up and comes face to face with that same motorcycle cop yeah. that's been cropping up. I don't know what this guy's hours are. I feel like he's on a 24 straight hour shift. <laughs> he might be on that three three straight days on, four days off thing. <laughs> he's just on a fucking, he's wired on yeah. coffee he's and on fucking coke. cocaine. He's on coke. Um, <laughs> but that dude's got his gun already Just drawn. can't stay out of trouble, can you? Yeah, that dude was a fucking, he's been itching to shoot somebody. Oh, yeah. This whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like this dude's definitely killed in the line of duty before. Um, for sure. Well, that's, <laughs> that's probably why he's he, he, down. Well, he was a detective. He's been demoted to motorcycle <laughs> cop. <laughs> <laughs> so the cop takes Howard back in the lobby at gunpoint. Myron pulls another box out of his bag and again says it's a bomb and they better listen to him because he's a postal worker so you know I'm So you crazy. know I'm not stable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Howard confirms to the cops like this man's totally insane. Yeah, um, <laughs> the delivery there was good from Arnold. Yeah, so Myron tells the cops to put their guns down which they reluctantly do. I, I think it's much more likely that at least one cop would have just fucking started Shot shooting. him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So... But anyway, Howard, he sprints out back down the stairwell. Myron tells the cops, you know, nobody else better move. Uh, whatever, the bomb is going to go off. He says, I've got the ears of a snake. I don't know what that <laughs> means. But he gets in the elevator, rides off. Motorcycle cop comes over, picks up the bomb, uh, much to the dismay of all the other cops, says I was on the bomb squad for 10 years. Then he gives the package a real good shake, which, again, this and, dude's had a checkered past. This cop, <laughs> you were like a ten years on the bomb squad, and now you're working traffic duty. Yeah, like he's probably got some some brutality. Uh, yeah, but yes, ten years on the bomb squad does not typically lead to to traffic cop. Well, maybe he requested. Maybe he's got a granddaughter he's trying to live for. Maybe he's like, I want to be in a more of a position to get my hands on somebody. <laughs> you know? Spread them. <laughs> get down. Get butt naked. <laughs> Drop them. <laughs> Drop those trousers. Bend over and cough. Wait, what? What is he? <laughs> is he a cop? He's what, doing full body doing? cavity searches. What's he doing? Uh, anyway, yeah, he's got so many misconduct complaints. <laughs> yeah, so many. So we see Howard and Myron. They've both made it out of the building. Back inside, the motorcycle cop is telling them, you know, we've been duped by a fake bomb. Rips the package open. Why? And Boom. Why prove the point? Just I why, don't why not, know. Why not just set the thing down and You're let's You're tampering with the mail, sir. Yeah. That's a federal crime. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's broken the law here, it's you. <laughs> but there's this giant explosion, and Myron and Howard, they stop dead in their tracks at the sound of the bomb going off. 
I feel like things have taken a really dark turn. Yeah, somehow no cops were hurt. Not even except the dude. for the motorcycle cop, just like he's got soot on him. Yeah, even him, he's like he's he's sooty, he's fine. Yeah. It's like some wily e. coyote looney tune. It is a very much very much a cartoon moment. He should have had, yeah, bloody stumps <laughs> for the kids. Just lots of people just like bro- like uh, limbs hanging off. Shrapnel. Like, we need to, we're going to remake this movie. Hard R. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've got Howard. He's carrying a gas can back to where he left his uh, Suburban parked in front of that diner. He walks up, finds the, the car is completely stripped. Right. And it's up on blocks. Like completely stripped. It's the frame I think is remaining. They took like the seats out of the inside. <laughs> what is this supposed to say about downtown Minneapolis? Right. Like, are the Twin Cities were they rough in the eighties? I don't think it was like that. And why not just steal the car? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It has take. <laughs> it takes time to do this. Yeah. Like, what about the? I was wondering, like, the the diner operator was he just like watching it all go down? He called someone to come. come he, do this? he called his nephew. Oh, I got. Shit. I got this car here. <laughs> <laughs> they stiffed me on the tip. Y'all they ran out. out. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't pay, pay their tabs. <laughs> Hell no. He didn't pay for that coffee. But now I was like, this was in those OnStar days. <laughs> like, was that when, is that still OnStar, is OnStar your still emergency? A, is that a, still a thing you can pay for? Uh huh. Okay. You it was. Drive, it do was. You have it. It was offered me. I could have. Uh, I could have taken it free for like a free trial for a year when okay. I got my Buick. Did you do it? No. Now you told him because you're never going to actually no. do it. They probably would auto subscribe you. If exactly. You yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so back in the neighborhood. Christmas carolers are singing as a tow truck comes to drop off Howard at the house. It, it, what are they going to do? Just just like slide the thing down like off the thing. Well, so the, the the dude, that's what I was thinking when I was watching. But then the, I think he was just taken to his house because then he okay. drove off with the car. Okay. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. But did you ever do that type of caroling like in the stove? Never. Pipe hats. I've and, done uh, caroling in like a Charles Dickens like era costume before but never door to door like it was always like a um there's a i think it's a national outfit called like what the dickens and they give you like costumes and it's a four-part quartet that goes to like you, you know basically corporate gigs and stuff okay like that. so yeah that kind of caroling and at churches and stuff like that. the things you performers had to do to make ends meet <laughs> that's right baby these corporate gigs yeah so Howard walks up to the house. He sees through his window. Ted is in there putting the star on top of his Christmas tree. Son of a bitch. Yeah, Howard is livid, which after the way the day has gone for him, I feel like it's understandable. I also presume at this moment he's a fugitive. Like <laughs> yeah, The police true. are looking for him, right? <laughs> that's true. I would think. Uh, so motorcycle cop like knows who he is, I think, would like knows yeah, his address. His license and registration like, oh, twice now. Yeah, he's should that shit should be on record. He's somewhere. on record. I feel like he's got bigger problems than the Christmas tree. But Liz enters. She likewise doesn't approve of Ted, sort of overstepping his bounds here. Liz is carrying more like arms full of paper chains to hang up, and that house was already decked out with these paper chains hanging all over the place. Who are these people decorate, like still decorating on Christmas Eve? I mean, I just am like, the set decorators were like, let's just paper chains, baby. Bring out more paper chains. <laughs> That's what we can whip. We can whip them up fast. And just bring, bring me some construction and paper. <laughs> I need some construction paper or glue. Yeah, man. So, uh, that Elmer's glue stick. <laughs> <laughs> Howard 
appears ready to go in the house and fucking tear Ted limb from limb. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm all, all day, and he's in my house putting up my star on my tree. <laughs> so, but then he hears a, Ted's voice in his head uh, saying that, I've got a turbo <laughs> man that's nestled safely under our tree, like playing a loop in his head, you know, and he's like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fucking steal that turbo man. Oh, Ted. Or yeah. oh, Howard, excuse me. Which, of course, fuck Ted, right? But, uh, oh, dude, He had wait. it coming. Howard's got the perfect alibi at this point. You just show Liz the car and say, babe, I stopped off to whatever to shop for a gift for you. And the Turbo Man got stolen. The car, the whole car got stripped. Uh, yeah. I had the Turbo Man. It's gone now. Good call. Right? Come on. Yeah. You got to be. Howard. He's you like. Gotta, you got to think quicker on your feet. He's a king of lies already, I feel yeah. like. But he like didn't. <laughs> come on, buddy. That's an easy one. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's softball. What he said. Oh, I was, I was getting you. I was stopping to get you a diamond necklace, babe. That's and a then, softball. Uh, no, I would have said like I stopped to have lunch after and all of the presents were stolen. <laughs> yes. I stopped to volunteer <laughs> at the soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and I came out. I stopped. I stopped to bathe the homeless's feet. And, and hey, babe, they stole the Turbo Man. And, yes, and and the ten thousand dollar diamond necklace that I bought. Ah, uh, uh, missed that, opportunity, Howard. Howard, what could I do? What, what could I do? What could any of us do? But anyway, back at Howard's home. Liz is like explaining to Ted that, you know, Howard's adamant that he always puts the star on top of the tree. And Ted's like, well, it's too bad he's not as adamant about being with his family on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I, I will say that um, Liz cycles through like surprise at hearing the remark and then resignation, then disappointment because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's like she goes through a lot of emotions in that split second that she's got well and ted is putting the full court press yeah like scorched the, earth he's tur- he's turning the screws on the langston he's family. like i want to live in this house by week's end <laughs> by new year's eve i will bed this woman <laughs> yes he's got like a, be married he must have goals like it's because he's trying hard to make it happen today yeah like it's got to happen today you just stand back i feel like and let howard continue to self-destruct yeah it's pretty fucked up actually like to come and try to fuck up a a relationship and a family. Yeah, well, we we get the the gist that Ted is not stable. No, nah, like, he's he's a little fucked up. <laughs> he's got issues, severe ones. So, meanwhile, uh, Howard Jimmy's open Ted's door. And some light B and E over yeah. here. Enters the house, finds a gift under the tree, all wrapped up in the Turbo Man paper. Gives that thing a shake, and we hear it's Turbo time from the inside. Which is that how that shit works? It just a shake. Yeah. Makes the noise. Sure. Sure. Eh, why not? Back at Howard's house, the sound of the carolers swells as Ted drags Liz out to go listen. With the carolers out front, Howard goes to exit through the back door of the house. Uh, Ted attempts to put an arm around Liz's shoulder. Pour and Liz, it on, man. Like, chill the fuck out, Ted. Yeah, dude. Creep. You got to be a little more subtle than this. But she shrugs him off. The faces that Phil Hartman makes, though. Throughout, he's like just making these weird he, smiles and like, ah. he's <laughs> like, he's yeah. great at this at being this smarmy bastard. Yeah. The Sultan of Smarm. Have we talked about oh, how that was his nickname? No. Yeah, that was one of his awesome. nicknames, the Sultan of Smarm. I don't think we talked about it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So Howard, yeah, he walks around to the back door. Then he sort of gets ashamed of himself. Uh, he's stealing from a kid, you know. Tells himself, I'm going to return this, Turbo Man. But before he can do that, we hear the sound of the reindeer grunting at <laughs> Howard. <laughs> that reindeer was fucking cracked 
out, man. Yeah. It was like Cocaine Bear. Yeah, right? exactly. You watched the trailer. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I can't wait it's to see so the wild. movie. But that's exactly what I was like. That This reindeer is like cocaine bear. <laughs> it's like rabid reindeer. So the reindeer comes chasing after Howard back into the house, uh, running laps all around this, this place. This part made me so uncomfortable. Like this like massive destruction of property. It's like watching Greg unravel and meet the parents. It's like, yes. I'm like, I the thing can't is no, There's this. no going back. We've we've crossed the Rubicon yeah, now. It's, it's like, like you're there's fucked. no fixing you this. You are fucked. Yeah. You could have just lied about the car. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. He's running around fucking Ted has a life-size nativity scene set up in the living room. In the house. Which is wild. And a life-size Santa right there. But they bang into the wise men. Uh one of the wise men's like just head pops off and goes mm -hmm. rolling into the fire. So that brings up, yeah, the the topic of Ted's decor. That's odd choices. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I don't know if it's just home. like he's going all out to like make his son to make Johnny's Christmas special. Yes. So. But it's just like, it's like that. It's that nativity. You see that big plastic nativity Out, that you see it in like churches in like yeah. churchyards and stuff like that. Never, never, never indoors. inside. Maybe in, I, I never, has a church sometimes set them up inside, like in the sanctuary or whatever. Sometimes, Yeah. Yeah. They'll have one up front, that. like near the altar or stuff. But like my mom is a, a, like there are no fewer than eight nativities of various sizes in my parents' house during Christmas. Just like one from one that's How like big is the fit, biggest one. The biggest one could I don't know, like um <laughs> the shepherd and wise men, the wise men are probably, I don't know, what is that, eight inches tall or so? Maybe, Maybe getting ten ten know. ten inches. Okay. And like and it's like that's full, pretty big. full big size stable and no five or six foot wise men <laughs> no. in your house. No, that's no. so creepy. Dude, I would come down like in the night when it's dark or whatever yeah. and be freaked the fuck out. I, I would as well. Um not into it. The dogs would no, definitely not dig it. But is that Howard I don't know. This is fucking, yeah. Shit's, in, shit's insane. So Howard, he gets away from the reindeer, shuts it in a room of the house. The burning wise man head at this point has like set off the smoke detectors. Right. He desperately tries to put the fire out and he just makes the fire worse, like lights the rug on fire. Uh, um, man, this I dude, yeah, just get the fuck out of there and let nature take its course. Yeah, exactly. The reindeer did it. <laughs> I don't know what. This fucking reindeer got loose in the house and he started a fire. Yeah. The 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 burned carcass of the reindeer tells no tales. <laughs> I'm just like, at that point. I don't know, man. You gotta save, get the you gotta fuck save, out. You, you gotta, gotta save get yourself. Out of there and get take that turbo man with you. Save your well. That's I don't know. The whole house is gonna burn. You may as well. Yeah, that's have true. The turbo. Man. But Howard goes. He kicks the burning wise man head. It breaks through the window, lands in the front lawn or whatever. Sends the carolers are all like scattering. Right. They're they're mortified. Liz and Ted see Howard inside the house. And Howard, like, waves sheepishly at them. Uh, Liz and Ted enter. They want to know what's going on. Ted grabs the gift out of Howard's See, this hands. is like if he, if he knows they're coming in the house. Drop that gift. Throw it on the ground, and then you could still say, I saw the reindeer getting in the house or something. something. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Ted grabs that turbo man away from uh, Howard says, this is Johnny's Turbo Man. <laughs> and Howard's like, it's not what it looks like. And Liz is like, what it looks like, it looks like you broke in our neighbor's house and you're stealing a child's toy. Which I'm like, oh shit, well then, yeah. 
It's exactly what yeah, it looks that's, like. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> what it is. The Howard says, you know, you're not going to believe this because it sounds crazy, but I want to tell you the truth. She cuts him off. She says she's heard his version of the truth enough times. She just wants to take Jamie to the parade, try to salvage what's left of the day. Liz asks Ted if he'll drive them, and Ted happily agrees. Why? Why? Just why ask Ted to drive? Yeah. She She's not into him. She's no. not humoring him. They, why? They presumably have another car. Yes. Which, in my mind, I would have said this is because that car needs to be there for Howard to drive mm. to the thing. But he takes a cab. So if she's not, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why. It doesn't make much sense. She's, to rub it in? Maybe. Like, I don't know. And to, to further, because we need them to be alone in the car for a little, yeah. like, Marty McFly and Lorraine <laughs> Baines action or whatever's, about whatever's coming up. But they walk out. Take your goddamn hands off of... <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> uh, Where's Crispin Glover? I love that dude. He's such a quirky man. He is. Apparently hard to work with because yeah. he's... Such a quirky guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, not in this movie. Not in this movie, sadly. Unfortunately. Now, as they're walking out, Ted turns. It's like, you can't bench press your way out of this one, which is like a pretty good, that's a pretty savage Sick take down. burn. Fortunate, yeah, that Howard doesn't just thrash him and yeah, skull just fuck kill him, him right there in the <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, skull <laughs> Rage boner. <laughs> but just then, the reindeer bursts through that closed door and charges at Howard again. Howard's had enough, and he lays that reindeer out with, like, a big uppercut. Fuck a reindeer. That shit was crazy. That was like a bookend to when he knocked out a camel in, a, in the first Conan. Oh, yeah, Just yeah, yeah. fucking punching an animal is a strange choice for our hero. Yeah. You know? But Howard then looks a little bit remorseful, tells the reindeer, oh, you started it. Eh, it's true. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So now we've got Ted driving Liz, Jamie, and Johnny to the parade in his wood paneled minivan. Fuck yeah. Fucking quintessential minivan. Love it. I think my neighbors had that when my best friend, it's like when I was little. It's extra tiny, that It was minivan. like the Dodge Caravan. Yeah. But it's so small. I think that was normal. Yeah, I think no, that was the size so, back then. So, so yeah. small. Yeah. Absolutely. It looks like a toy. Sure. Yeah. So Jamie asks mom if dad's going to be at the parade. Uh, but Liz says, don't count on it. Johnny tries to cheer Jamie up by reminding him that Turbo Man's going to be there. Eh. You can always count on him. Now, back at the house, I love this. Howard is making peace with the reindeer by giving it beer. They're drinking Grain Belt Premium. Yes. I, have you ever had that? No. That's like a staple of the upper Midwest. I have I never seen it, but I hear, it's like a Minnesota thing. I thought it must be a fake brand. But um, I tried to because at first when I saw it and just the shape of the label and stuff, it's kind of reminiscent of a Schlitz. Yeah. But then I've you know found some trivia thing that was like it's called Grain Belt Premium, and I was like, oh. I went to this event uh, like a cocktail party just the other night, and it was put on by this um, like a, some distillery based out of Minneapolis that was fucking tasty shit. I'm looking up the brand name of this place right now, uh, if I can find it. Fuck it. They don't get a shout out because I can't find it. Speaking so, of shout outs, what are we drinking? Savage and Savage and Cook. Uh, the Burning Chair is the name of the bourbon. I think it's it's a Cabernet age. It's like, it's, yeah, it's juice sourced from uh, Indiana, I think. But there is they're an operation out of California. So they take it out to California. They age it. Yeah, I think in like Cabernet 
barrels or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't detect red wine finish on it or anything like that. Do you pick up anything? It's so subtle. This? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's very good. I don't know that I'm I'm not going to pay $60 for another bottle. I'll put it that way. Yeah. But but it's getting the job done. Hell yeah. Tonight, my it's, friend. It's tasty. Yeah. It's brown. I like it. it I like it. It, it, I it like pairs it. well with uh it goes well with Arnold movie. <laughs> it goes with well. the, That's it's what, the holidays. Yeah. The holiday we like cheer. to drink the we like to drink the uh the brown liquors when we're talking to Arnold. That's right. We've it, talk, in lieu of smoking a cigar. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh Howard's given this reindeer beer, and I had read somewhere where there was like anti-drinking group that had big problems with this movie over over this bit. And the scene oh where the God. kid was like drinking bourbon earlier, uh, like, even though it was like a, a, a like a fantasy or whatever, it wasn't really happening. It was like a hallucination or yeah. something. But like people need more serious things to worry yeah, about in life. Get a life. There's yeah. There's bigger crimes. Go in the world. feed a homeless person. Like go help someone instead of being up raging. in arms about a fucking movie. You <laughs> that crazy reindeer. Ass. The reindeer. The rain. Don't feed beer to reindeer. <laughs> Which I'll bet my life. On set, they were not, the reindeer was not drinking beer. No. It was probably apple juice or like colored water. The mere. Or urine. The, yes. <laughs> it was grain alcohol. <laughs> it was, it was ever clear. The reindeer died shortly after. Oh. Uh, but Howard, uh, he stops in his tracks, taking note of Jamie's clubhouse. The gift that he had made mention of earlier. Yeah, he made him a Christmas hero he a once Christmas upon a time. Christmas hero. Yeah, he loved that clubhouse. Inside, Jamie's hung up a drawing of like the smiling, happy family. Not the drawing style of a seven-year-old no. child. No, ch- no. That was like a no. professional cartoonist drawing or some <laughs> shit like that. Like you're drawing in the local newspaper yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, like a yeah court court artist. Not a seven-year-old artist. Jake Lloyd <laughs> did not draw that nope. shit. But Howard. With a tear in his eye, a he fucking looks, tear yeah, he in his eye. He looks heartbroken. He makes a facial expression that I could not quite decipher. <laughs> to me, to me, it looked like he knows he's fucked things up and that things hadn't needed to happen that way. It could have been avoided if he'd been more attentive. That's sort of like the vibe that I got. From I him. was also picking up a hint of this looks like a drunk guy, like trying to sort of will himself to be sober. <laughs> Again, almost like I didn't get that. Oh, but let me I, just, I, mean I gotta drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he didn't drive. You know what? That's probably why he didn't drive is because then you got a dude who's just drinking and now hopping in the car. That's true. And that's we can't that's have a that great happen. point. No, he had the good sense to call a cab. Yeah, for himself, driving from the burbs back into the city or whatever. But I love, I love the thought that. From here through the conclusion of the movie, he's just shit faced. He's, he's buzzed. He's shit housed <laughs> the whole rest of the movie. At least he wasn't hiccuping. <laughs> oh, disaster! Dude, true. It's, it's time I start keeping my promises. Yeah, he tops the reindeer off with. Beer. I love that. <laughs> I love that shit. Tells him he's on his own. I mean, it's like eating yeah. grain. It's like if the reindeer Absolutely. was in a wheat it's, field. It's bread juice. Yeah. Time old, I start keeping my promises. Bread juice. I would say. Say what you will, though, this dude is getting a lot of shit done today. He's been going nonstop since, what, 7, 8 a.m.? I mean, so at the toy store, the first toy store of the day opened, opened at, at nine. 9. So, and I was like An looking online. drive into. On, on December 24th, it gets dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. And we've got like hours of daylight left in the movie here. So I can't figure out how he's gotten this much shit done in like 
what must be five hours, six hours, something like that. Like he's done a lot of shit. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, like, yeah, what time's the parade? Because it's in the it's in broad it's daylight. It's broad daylight. It must be I don't know, three. As someone Maybe, who's lived like lived in Wisconsin in the wintertime, it it, it's dark es- early, it right? escaped me completely that it like if this parade <clears throat> didn't start at noon, that if it started at three or four, it was gonna be dark before it was over. Yeah. The, the latest it could possibly be would be like three. And even that'd be, yeah, like you a said. A short parade. A short parade, maybe just through a couple of blocks and it's over or something. I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. We're not <laughs> supposed to be thinking about that shit. We've got a lot of time left for a whole other chapter of this Ooh, movie. I'm very excited to, yeah. to finish this one off and celebrate with some Christmas cheer. Some Christmas spirits. That's right. Oh, you made it. that joke in the in your drunken state. Oh, my God. Anything. Oh. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid fuck. Kids, if you're going to drink, drink big. Yes. That's <laughs> Go <it>. hard. <laughs> drink till you don't remember. If you don't remember, did it really happen? <laughs> anyway, hope you guys are ready for, for the end of this one. In the meantime, we'll be back. They call me back to Santa. I make my runs about to break a day. They call Also, that like Liz cycles through surprise. It here, <laughs> man. Johnny, this is crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> man, is it the is it the Calumet Farms? I don't know what it the is. The bourbon. So Liz cycles through surprise at hearing that remark, then resigned <laughs> and sort of disappointed. <laughs> Ah, this is going to be the best episode ever. Oh, fuck. I'm leaving all the hiccups in. John's all fucked up. Oh, uh, fuck. 